Hey there, all you groovy souls and seekers of the soundness within. It's your band leader, Horace Morris, here to groove with you from the heart of the Merkle Treehouse. Today, on this soulful Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, I've got something special to share. Life, my friends, is a journey, a symphony of experiences that shape us, challenge us, and awaken the depths of our souls. In this sanctuary of soundness, we celebrate the rhythms of life, the melodies of existence, and the harmony that connects us all. As you sit back and let the vibes wash over you, remember that you're not alone on this journey. We're here, together, exploring the rhythms of the universe and dancing to the beat of our own hearts. You're cherished here for being your authentic self, and we're honored to have you in our groovy family. So, as we embark on this sonic adventure, let's dive deep into the essence of life, reflect on the beauty of existence, and groove to the rhythm of our souls. And now, it's time to pass the torch to the luminary, the guardian of soundness, that groovy chick who's gonna keep the vibe alive, the incredible, the extraordinary, Ms. Audrey Merkel. Welcome to this fine Wednesday at the Merkel Treehouse, dear listeners. We're thrilled to have you here, our sanctuary of solidity. Today we're diving into Chapter 4 of Pinto Pete's Block Size War. But before we immerse ourselves in that, we've got updates on the disastrous budget deal fallout. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has been ousted, and Patrick McHenry is stepping in as interim speaker. With only a month and a half until the next potential government shutdown and an interim leader, Congress seems to be digging itself into a deeper hole. It's a precarious situation indeed. The challenges facing our nation are substantial, and we need strong and stable leadership to navigate these turbulent waters. But alas, we'll have to see how this political saga unfolds. In other news, Sammy Nash is joining us with a rather intriguing update regarding Craig S. Wright. Brace yourselves for this bombshell, folks. Apparently he's a fraud. Sammy, spill the beans. Ladies and gentlemen, gather round for a tale that combines the drama of a soap opera with the comedic timing of a sitcom. We've got a classic case of Captain Obvious coming to the rescue after years of watching the ship sink. So, Kristen Ager Hansen, the former CEO of Enchain, has decided to exit stage left, leaving behind a trail of breadcrumbs that leads straight to one conclusion. Craig Wright isn't Satoshi Nakamoto. Shocking, right? I mean, who could have seen that coming? Oh wait, that's right. Pretty much everyone except Agar Hansen. Now let's not be too hard on the guy. I mean, it's not every day you realize you've been hoodwinked by someone who makes wild claims about inventing Bitcoin. But here's a question that's been itching at the back of my mind. What took you so long, Mr. Agar Hansen? I've got to give credit where it's due, though. Admitting you've been bamboozled is no small feat. It's like finally realizing your get-rich-quick scheme involving pet rocks and beanie babies might not pan out after all, but, hey, better late than never, right? So, Ager Hansen claims he's seen evidence of Wright messing with documents to support his claim. Well, color me surprised. It's almost as if someone who everyone calls fake Toshi might not be the most trustworthy source of information. Who'd have thought? And let's not forget the whistleblower report that promises to unveil the secrets of this crypto scam. I can already imagine the gripping plot twists and turns, as Ager Hansen plays the role of the detective, who cracks the case wide open. Move over, Sherlock Holmes! Now what's left to ponder is Wright's future with N-Chain and the BSV community. They've stripped him of his chief scientist title on the company's website, 
but fear not, he still gets to play advisor. It's like saying, you're not the chef anymore, but you can still hang out in the kitchen and occasionally suggest adding more salt. Let this be a cautionary tale. In the world of cryptocurrency, where promises are as plentiful as get-rich-quick schemes, a dash of skepticism can go a long way. And as for Mr. Ager Hansen, welcome to the club, the Captain Obvious Club. We've been waiting for you with a sign that says, we knew it all along. This is Sammy Nash reminding you to keep stacking that sweet, sweet corn. Thank you, Sammy. What's truly astounding here is that there are still folks out there clinging to the idea that Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto. It's been a carnival of absurdity from him. The array of counterfeit documents, his incapability to sign a message with one of Satoshi's recognized keys, and his penchant for lawsuits were glaring signs. You would have to be half brain dead to entertain the notion that he's the genius behind Bitcoin. Now, dear friends, it's time to indulge in Chapter 4 of Pinto Pete's Block Size War. Chapter 4. Battle Lines Drawn Anew Despite knowing that Bitcoin could fail all along, the now inescapable conclusion that it has failed still saddens me greatly. The fundamentals are broken and whatever happens to the price in the short term, the long term trend should probably be downwards. I will no longer be taking part in Bitcoin development and have sold all my coins. Mike Hearn, January 14th, 2016. In the annals of Bitcoin history, few moments would prove as seismic as the day when Mike Hearn, Bitcoin XT developer, delivered his parting shot to the world. But what, one might wonder, was the spark that ignited this fiery departure. Mike Hearn Loser expressed lots of racist and unfair opinion against China Bitcoiners, explaining why he could not get enough support. Jihan Wu, Twitter post, January 16, 2016. Now this fella, Jihan Wu, he was a force to be reckoned with. He was the co-CEO and co-founder of a Chinese powerhouse known as Bitmain. Now Bitmain, they weren't just your run-of-the-mill outfit. Nope, they were the folks behind some of the most top-notch mining machines you ever did see. But that ain't all. Bitmain, they didn't stop at making machines. Oh no, they went the whole nine yards. They had their own mining farms and they even controlled mining pools. Now for them of you who ain't familiar with mining, that's a whole lot of power right there. Mike Hearn and Gavin Andreessen had once embarked on a mission of great significance. Their goal, to court the favor of Chinese miners to run Bitcoin XT. However, as the block size war raged on, it became evident that their alliance had frayed at the edges, leaving questions and tensions in its wake. Jihan and Chinese miners had determined they did not want 8 megabyte blocks. 
Y8 because it's a Chinese homonym for uh, prosper or wealth. It crops up in the Chinese Bitcoin community all the time. So, you know, this choice uh, obviously wasn't based on any kind of scientific analysis. And having Bitcoin protocol constants be decided by rhymes would obviously have been an embarrassment, but nonetheless, we compromised and did it. After Core rejected the now modified BIP 101, Gavin and I released Bitcoin XT together. Uh, at this point, the miners changed their tune. They announced they would never run anything except core, period, end of story. This requirement uh, had not been specified before. From both speaking to them personally, I have had various phone calls uh, with miners around the world, including miners in China. And their public statements, they made it clear that their loyalty to core was absolute. And no matter what changes we made to XT, they would never run it. Thus, compromising further was pointless. Mike Hearn, Hacker News, January 17th, 2016. The stunning failure of Bitcoin XT aside, the large blockers were far from throwing in the towel. A new contender emerged on the scene, known as Bitcoin Classic. This proposal, led by none other than Gavin Andreessen, and joined by the renowned core developer Jeff Garzik, aimed for a straightforward solution, a block size increase to 2 megabytes. It seemed that a consensus was forming among the majority of miners and key industry players rallying behind the idea of this two-megabyte leap. Yet, in the backdrop of this unfolding drama, a precedent had been set. The earlier campaign to remove a Bitcoin consensus rule had met its demise, and now, the large blockers were venturing down a familiar path, once again challenging the very fabric of Bitcoin's consensus rules. The battle lines were drawn anew, and the war waged on. In February of 2016, a pivotal gathering known as the Satoshi Roundtable took place, where prominent figures in the blockchain sphere convened to deliberate on a myriad of issues. However, at this particular juncture, the block size dilemma loomed large and dominated the agenda. Uh, in my opinion, perhaps the biggest risk in Bitcoin right now is, ironically, one of the things that has helped it the most in the past, the Bitcoin core developers. The core team contains some very high IQ people, but there are some things which I find very concerning about them as a team after spending some time with them last weekend. Some of them show very poor communication skills or a lack of maturity. This has hurt Bitcoin's ability to bring new protocol developers into the space. They prefer perfect solutions to good enough. Um, and if no perfect solution exists, they seem okay with inaction, even if that puts Bitcoin at risk. We need to form a new team to work on the Bitcoin protocol, a team that is welcoming of new developers to the community, willing to make reasonable trade-offs, and a team that will help the protocol continue to scale. If you want to ensure Bitcoin's success, I'd encourage you to upgrade to Bitcoin Classic in the short term. Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase, blog post, March 4th, 2016. Brian Armstrong a significant figure in the world of Bitcoin, held the prestigious position of CEO at Coinbase. In a remarkable turn of events, Armstrong took a bold step by directly challenging the Bitcoin developers, harboring aspirations of establishing his own development team. This situation presented a striking anomaly in the realm of open-source development, but the stakes were astronomically high, with billions of dollars hanging in the balance. The clash between established developers and industry leaders like Armstrong would further fuel the flames of the block size war, pushing Bitcoin to the brink of a major transformation. Brian was a real go-getter in the world of Bitcoin. With some mighty fine VC back and behind him, he co-founded Coinbase. Now Coinbase, it weren't just any old exchange, 
It became one of the biggest spot exchanges for trading Bitcoin, but Brian had a soft spot for larger blocks. Now, that was a real feather in the cap for them large blockers. It was like a win in a high-stakes poker game. Brian's support gave him quite the boost, let me tell you. As the block size war raged on, the camp advocating for larger blocks found themselves in a remarkably dominant position, stronger than ever before. Meanwhile, the smaller blockers, though seemingly outgunned, still harbored a few strategic maneuvers yet to be unveiled. The tension was palpable, and the fate of Bitcoin itself teetered on the precipice of a catastrophic rupture. The struggle for control over the protocol rules had reached a critical juncture, and the world of Bitcoin held its breath, awaiting the next pivotal move in this high-stakes battle. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for Chapter 5 of Pinto Pete's Block Size War. You won't want to miss it. In fact, join us every Wednesday and Sunday for the absolute best in Bitcoin mindshare. The Texas Bitcoin Roundup is October 14th. Go to thetexasbitcoinroundup.com for more information. Tickets are free, you just have to register. In the meantime, keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, once again it's the real Horace Morris and his genuine Merkle Treehouse Band. See you on Sunday. Hey folks, Vinny the sales guy here. I'm begging you, please spread the word about the Merkle Treehouse. It means so much to all of us. You can't see me right now, but I'm on my knees. My hand clasped firmly together. I'm pleading with you. Tell everyone you know about the Merkle Treehouse. Grazie mille. Thank you.